And welcome to Everybody A, Everybody Gay. A queer exploration of Pretty Little Liars. With your hosts, Speak Pirate, a.k.a. Joanna. I'm here, I'm queer, and I have a cat named Spencer. And your other host, LCO123, a.k.a. Vina, a proud member of the Church of Vanderjesus. And tonight, it is our long-awaited discussion of the indisputable queerness of Spencer Hastings. Yes, after the uh, the rather trying season five finale, we are just like kicking off our heels this week. We're putting on our cloche hats and our ties and we are talking about Spencer. Not this is we will do other episodes about other facets of Spencer. But tonight we are focusing on the fact that Spencer is indisputably queer in our eyes. Yes. Well, I actually would say one of the reasons I choose to say that Spencer is indisputably queer is because where is the proof that Spencer is not? You can't prove that Spencer isn't queer unless you assume straightness as the default, which I think we can all agree is incorrect. Absolutely. Spencer, I don't think there's ever a moment in the series where Spencer says, I'm straight. So no. No, and in fact, I feel like there are many moments throughout the series, and we'll get into them, where Spencer behaves in a way um, that is pretty clearly not. (laughs) Well, shall we kick this off by talking about some of Spencer's queerest moments in our eyes? Yes, yes, I think we should. Let me see how many I have. I have like one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I have like seven. Of, of my top, uh, my top Spencer's queerest moments, but I think at least three of them are going to be on your list also. You know, what's wild is I also have seven. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if we have the same seven moments, that <laughs> is going to be, that is going to be something. I do okay. a little bit and some of them, I will say some of them are like more an episode or an era versus okay. like a full on moment, but you, you go ahead, you kick us off. All right. In seventh place, uh, in seventh place, mostly because uh, it's a post time jump and how good is anything post time jump really. Uh, but in seventh place, I have Spencer uh, touching Yvonne's arm uh, when they're <laughs> doing, when they're doing the stand in debate for their moms and drinking at the Radley bar. And, this is an extra queer moment because you kind of get a shot of Aria looking a little jealous. <laughs> oh, that's very good. That's very good. Mine are not ranked, but I'll go. I'll also go post jump with you there. Um, I I had I had to give it up for my fave Spana here. Uh, Spencer declaring that it takes two people to make a mojito in the finale and uh, making it clear that, that making a mojito is very much something she would like to do with one Hannah Marin. <laughs> um, I also, I also have a span a moment post jump and I thought you were maybe going to pick it, but uh, the playground when they're at the playground and they're on the swings yes. and like they're sharing that beer and Hannah is telling Spencer about how she, she thought that she saw Spencer when she was, you know, in, in the barn and, and kidnapped and everything. Uh, and there's a moment where it does seem like Spencer kind of maybe thinks like what you like. It's Hannah says like it was a dream or she was dreaming or something. And there's just that moment, you know, the moment I'm talking about where it seems oh, like, it seems like the conversation is going to go in a different direction than it eventually yes. does. Yes. 
Oh, that is such a great scene. That is such a great, such a great scene. Um, so another one that I have, again, this is more an era sort of, but I, there's a, a few specific ones we can think about. Spencer's uh, jealousy over Emerson. I'm thinking specifically of the warehouse scene when she says to Emily, we can't let Allison get between us. Um, anytime that Emerson comes up, Spencer becomes very, very protective over Emily. There's um, the scene when Spencer has sort of told on Paige to the coach and um, Emily says she can stand up for herself. And Spencer says, you never did with Allison. Uh, you know, I just think that there's a, that there's, there's a, there's a lot going on there for, for old Spencer. Well, now I don't know if this should count as a separate moment or if this kind of goes under the subheading of Spencer uh, with Emerson slash with Emily. Uh, I'm I'm gonna like on the fly add Spencer telling Emily to take her clothes off in front of the fire because <laughs> they're going to burn them. Yes, yes, that is that is a very good one. Also, uh, Spencer, you might have this one. Spencer facilitating Emily and Maya's first time in her bedroom. <laughs> you know, I debated on if I should put that on there because I was like, but Spencer isn't like doing the queer thing necessarily, but um, we can we can say that like some queer sex happened on Spencer's bed. Well, and also, I mean, Spencer is like, I'm not just going to create a romantic moment for my friends. I'm going to like facilitate queer sex in my bed. Yeah. And yeah. never wash the sheets. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this is like a little bit, uh, it's a little bit lower down. And I feel like, you know, there are definitely um, other moments where the chemistry crackles more between these two characters. But just, <laughs> just for how much I, how much fondness I have, um, I'm going to say Spencer and Mona, it, as the thunderstorm is like raging in the distance, talking about cashmere blends and how Mona deserves better. Yes, that is a great one. That is a great one. There are, I feel like there are so many Mona ones we could put on here. The one that I chose is when Spencer wants to yank Mona's ponytail really, really hard. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, I also, I also was tempted to put when Spencer like goes over the table and like puts her hands around Mona's throat uh, during the decathlon time period. But that's like a really violent moment. So I felt like uh, I felt like going for a cuter moment between the two of them was, was my move. The quiz off in general is. Oh my quite, goodness. Quite, quite vibalicious. Oh, I hate, I hate that. I just said that, but you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's not like the the points are not the only thing that's building uh, during the the quiz off tension. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's see what else do I have on my list. Uh, oh, um, I have Spencer, Jenna, uh, the close face watch in "Please Do Talk About Me When I'm Gone," where Spencer is. Ooh threatening Jenna but is leaning so close to her um that it really just seems like uh it, it really just seems like there is only a millimeter of space between uh the two of their faces 
Uh, and also honorable mention, Spencer Jenna, to Jenna smelling that it is not Spencer uh, post-jump, period. Very good. Very good. Uh, continuing the sort of enemies to lovers theme, I'm going to go with Spencer's page obsession, specifically in Single Fright Female when Spencer seems so fixated on Paige's queerness and Paige's relationship to Allison and Paige's interest in Emily. And oh my goodness, what was in that letter that Paige wrote to Emily about what she wanted to do with her? Uh, just, yeah, Spencer's Spencer's Paige rage that really reads like something else. A great, great, great point. Uh, also, the Shauna flirtation which is so flirty yes. that even Hannah calls it out in the moment, in the episode, as Shauna flirting with everyone but Hannah. And uh, Spencer does not seem to mind it one bit. Oh, I mean, Spencer's Spencer's face, she looks not uninterested. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the ghost waltz. The ghost waltz in the Radley basement. I know that Allison oh. and that's a bit dicey because, you know, they're technically cousins. But nobody knew that at that point. <laughs> I that's cannot. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I did not have the ghost waltz on my list. But you are so correct. Ghost waltz, very high on queer Spencer moments, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so... I think that this is probably like a period or, or maybe a moment that is going to be number one on your list, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it here. Uh, and that is Spencer's voicemail to Aria during the period when Spencer has discovered Prezra's perfidy. Uh, and she is like, her heart is just breaking uh, when she talks about like how she's afraid that she'll lose, you know, if she's right, if she's wrong, she can't stand the thought of losing Aria or hurting her. That is so good. I sort of did a cheat and I said Team Sparia and Spencer's Presria obsession because so much of Spencer's sort of fixation on Presria's relationship, both when she's like titillated by it and when she's repulsed by it, there's this level of focus and sort of fixation on the aria of it all that feels very queer. Um, and also just anytime Spencer calls out Team Sparia, you know, you're little, but you're big. Come here, little big one. And of course, that voicemail, like the the Sparia vibes throughout the series are, are great and super strong. So my number one queer Spencer moment, like if I had to just like pick one for her, um, I don't think this is going to surprise you that I picked a McHastings and it is Paige dressed in like whatever the heck we decided uh, that costume was dressed like a Marlena uh, Dietrich, I think. Okay. Okay. Paige dressed like Marlena Dietrich uh, saving Spencer on the ghost train and then Spencer like calling that thank you after her as Paige turns and says, my pleasure. <laughs> that is, to me, the queerest Spencer. 
So great choice. Fabulous choice. I went with the entirety of shadow play because <laughs> that whole episode <laughs> takes place in Spencer's brain and it is such a gay episode. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, you know what you're, I, I definitely will give that to you, but that's also uh, very page heavy. There's so. a lot of the castings. Arya's tree climbing, <laughs> you know, the, the, the most sensual Paley moment ever happens in Spencer's mind palace. Uh, yeah. The, the Mona Hannah, like the Vandermeeren patter in that episode. The, the Spana patter in that episode. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, how, how Hannah is such a man hater in that episode. Yep. 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 Who sharpened your tongue, little girl from Allison. <laughs> oh, now I just want to watch shadow play again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I love how different our lists were. Yes, they were. I mean, obviously there was some crossover on the periods. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, those were, I feel like that was a really great starting point for talking about how queer Spencer is. She's so queer that we had totally different lists of the queerest Spencer moments. Yeah, so so now that we've sort of introed some of our favorite moments, what... Why does Spencer make sense as a queer character? Well, I think that there are a lot of reasons. I think that one of the reasons that she makes sense as a queer character is she's basically, if be gay, do crimes were a person, um, that's, <laughs> that's one <laughs> major one. Um, uh -huh. But also, I think that her, like, hyperdrive, overachiever nature um, the feeling that she always has, like she's an outsider in her family and she needs mm -hmm. to like go the extra mile to prove herself, even though like, I mean, at the beginning of the show, I don't believe that the writers conceived of Alex Drake, like until like way at the end. Um, but Spencer's always written as being kind of somebody who doesn't quite fit in the world the way that she had hoped to, or the way that her family hopes for her to. Um, and so she's like, you know, she's just always trying to be, she's always trying to be perfect because there's this like very undefined way in which she feels like she's not. And I mm -hmm. think that she exists on a continuum of characters in media. Like, I think that you could start the continuum with like Paris Geller who is a character who, like, many, many queer people read as being queer. Um, hello, that haircut in A Year in the Life. But anyway, um, you know, she it, it kind of, like, starts with Paris Geller, a character who seems very queer a lot of the time, but is not, like, canon queer. Um, and I think it extends, like, through, like, a Spencer Hastings and then kind of into, like, um, Quinn from Glee. Mm -hmm. uh, who who has some similarities to that, and then goes all the way uh, to April Stevens from Teenage Bounty Hunters, uh, mm -hmm. who is a character from a very similar mold, who actually is out in canon and in the series. Yes, yeah, I think April feels like the sort of 2020 version of Spencer in a lot of ways. Um, I think that Spencer's, like her desire to control the narrative 
is so in keeping with all of those characters and in keeping with this idea that she, you know, has some part of herself that she doesn't want to look at or doesn't want to reveal. I also think Spencer is constantly uh, feeling like she's guilty of something. And in Rosewood, where uh, unfortunately, like queerness is often equated with guilt, uh, that that sort of tracks in a in a strange sort of way. She's also constantly distracting herself uh, with missions, with boys, with school, with all sorts of things, which when you're distracted, it's easy to not do some, you know, self-reflection. She tends to be, I think, more invested in her relationships with women than with men. Like she always has a boy around, but she's like never that present with him. Like she's always a lot more interested in what's going on with like Mona or Jenna or the other liars. Um, And I think that she often goes after guys, not necessarily based on interest, but based on how it will look to other people, even her relationship with Toby, which is sort of painted as like Spencer following her heart because Toby is somebody who her family won't approve of. I think that that's part of the allure that her family doesn't approve of him, that being with Toby is a way to rebel, but not going as far as perhaps dating a woman, which might be Spencer's uh, truest desire. But yes, I, I I love the idea of that continuum and of I feel like there I feel like there have got to be other characters that we could like place on that continuum. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yes, I, 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 I really see Spencer falling on that scale. Yeah, I think that the harder that Spencer tries to be perfect, the more impossible it becomes. And the idea that like Spencer is constantly accusing herself of murder, like Spencer is constantly accusing herself of being like not who everyone wants her to be, not who everyone thinks she is. And I think that there's something very queer about that. I think, I think Spencer is the kind of person who once they would come out would feel like, Oh my gosh, this makes everything make sense. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Which you know, kind of brings me to to a question I have, which is, how do you think Spencer's family would react to her coming out? Oh, I, I mean, not, not well. <laughs> Generally, maybe the Hastings have like the Hastings almost never behave the way a person would wish them to behave. You might want to think that, like, after everything that's happened, like once we get to like the the post jump post series time period you might want to think that like they've been through so much that anything that isn't like a murder indictment seems like good news um but i think the hastings are always going to hasting i think that melissa would probably be the most supportive um but i do think that uh i i do think that peter and veronica would have a hard time at least at first yeah, I, I, you know, I was sort of thinking about it, like, different times in the series. Like, I think if, you know, if Spencer had come out any time before the time jump, I think that her parents would have reacted more negatively. I'd like to believe that post-time jump, Veronica's a little bit of a softened character post-time jump. I'd like to believe that she would be more accepting. But I just think that I don't even... I don't know that it would necessarily even be from a place of like strict homophobia so much as just they have a narrative of what Spencer's life is going to be 
and Spencer is like not following that narrative, which I mean, you could say that that is just textbook homophobia, but I think it's a little bit more complicated in terms of the Hastings because the Hastings are a deeply complicated family. <laughs> they are. I mean, if Pam Fields could eventually come around, I think that Veronica and Peter certainly could yeah. too. I think that like, and I think that they're certainly like more liberal in, uh, like in their worldviews than the place that Pam necessarily started from. Uh, yeah. But I think that the Hastings are just very image conscious and very obsessed with like how this will play, how this will look. Um, but I do, I, I, I do actually believe uh, that seeing Spencer happy would have an impact on them. Like, I feel like if Spencer were in a relationship where she was thriving with someone who brought out the best in her, uh, whether that person was male or female, I think that the Hastings would be won over by it. I think so, too. I think so, too. And so how do you see, like, if you could imagine sort of the Spencer post-series coming out arc, like how how she comes to to realize what's up with herself. Like, how do you, how how would you ideally see that playing out? Oh, man. I mean, there are so many, like, there are so many ways that I feel like that could go. Um, well, I definitely think that in a world that is truly post-A, and a world where Spencer has been through everything, like Spencer takes some body blows post jump. Shot. Um, it's shot. Yeah, I mean, she gets shot. She finds out that like Veronica isn't her mother. She finds out that like, I mean, it's it's a it's a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rough time for Spencer Hastings. Yeah, it really it really is. Um, so I would like to think that uh, that just sparks like a real period of like reflection and assessment and also like perhaps a period of like, I have no more fucks left to give, you know, like a, yeah. a period of like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm going to do uh, even, even if it's a more self-destructive period in which she winds up discovering some things. She's definitely like, I mean, she's definitely uh, leaning on alcohol quite a bit post jump. Uh, so even if it's like Spencer is like going out and getting drunk at clubs and taking home whoever, like, I, I think that uh, I, I think there's definitely a path there for Spencer to find it either in good ways or in bad. But I definitely think she's going to find it. I think I wrote that exact fic like many I think you ago. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah. The, the, when I was talking about it, I was like, yeah, I think this, this sounds really familiar. But it, I, I, you're right. I think that's the take. Um, I think there's a lot of ways it could go. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel like finding out that your family is, that you're actually the secret, oh gosh, that you're, <laughs> that you're, your parents are not your parents in the way that you believe them to be. And you have a secret evil queer British twin and, you know, <laughs> your mother is also a secret twin. Um, I feel like all of that, another kind of, I mean, we talked about this at the time, another sort of weird connection with the Teenage Bounty Hunters universe, <laughs> lots of secret twins and secret parents. Um, I, that would inspire a great deal of self-exploration and self-reflection, I think, that you'd really be sort of uh, reevaluating a few things here and there, especially without the sort of ever-present A trauma. Well, also, uh, remember when Willow 
uh, sees Vamp Willow in Buffy, and she's like, "Yeah, I think that that my vampire self is kind of gay. And then, like, you know, it turns out, oh, I think that, like, Alex Drake could sort of be the Vamp Willow of... (laughs) of Spencer's life like oh I think that my secret evil twin is like seems kind of queer seems kind of into Arya seems like what what could be going on here I'm just not I'm just getting a picture of something congratulations you just made me like Alex Drake (laughs) 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 that's the most I've ever liked the concept of Alex Drake um Yes, I I think that that I I think also what's what's fun is that there are a lot of like if if you ultimately like the idea of Spencer pairing up with a character from the series, which you know could be a good thing for her, could not be a good thing for her. There's a lot of fun ways that could go based on the end of the series. I feel like you could make a strong case like that she might get together with Mona because they spend a lot of the last bit of the series together and of course have like wild chemistry definitely the Alex Drake Aria situation I think the fact that like Alex Drake uh wants to kill Prezra and like seems to be in love with Aria is like very telling um the you know obviously I'm a big fan of the idea of Spencer and Hannah figuring stuff out and realizing that life is a lot better if they just get rid of the boy in the middle and get together I also think that you know, looking at Alex Drake as like a sort of reflection mirror universe, you know, holding up a, holding up a mirror to Spencer's queerness. There's also the scene where Hannah has been kidnapped and Alex Drake is pretending to be Spencer. And there's the, where there's a way in, there's a way out scene, which is a weird scene in retrospect when you know that that's Alex Drake, but in terms of the idea of Alex Drake perhaps seeing the queerness in Spencer, I think it's really interesting. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, if so, if we could have like gotten a canon queer ship for Spencer at any point in the series, but only one. Oh no, only one. Um. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna say. And, oh, and it, tell me, and, and if you can also say, like, at what point in the series you would have had this happen. Okay. Um, first, first thought, best thought, although I, I have a second thought, and I hope that you wind up, I hope you wind up picking that. But my first thought is coming back from the jump instead of Spalib to have Spencer dating Paige. Oh, that's good. That's really, really good. And to keep that relationship going, like to, yeah. to not not have it be like, oh, no, she stole someone's partner and now there's chaos. Like, no, right. to have her dating page and have like the other liars have to deal with like Spencer coming out and Spencer dating Emily's ex-girlfriend. Oh, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. That would have been so great. And it would have been. I mean, I like Spalab, but that I would have I would have enjoyed McHastings more. Um, mine is also post jump, and it is actually Spencer and Mona. If Ooh. Spencer and Mona, maybe in a world where Spalab still does happen, but I I don't know that that part's optional. But basically, if they sort of working on the campaign stuff together, sort of figured it out, 
and Spencer was finally able to to recognize how wonderful Mona is and how much like Mona is sort of one of the few people who can actually go toe to toe with her. That I would have loved to have seen that. My second choice would have been um, during the period that we just covered during 5B when uh, Prezra is just like constantly doing his busy businessman cosplay and Tobe is like just showing up to shout at Spencer every couple of episodes. If we could have had like a storyline where like Spencer and Arya both discover that like, boy, our, our cannon ships suck. We <laughs> together. Um, that, that also would have been really fantastic. <laughs> that I would have loved that. I think Sparia is fun because like Sparia could kind of happen at any point and it would feel pretty satisfying. Um, like I think if Sparia had happened at the time that um, that Spencer believed that Prezra was A and was sort of dealing with her addiction stuff and like if Prezra had actually been A and had gone away and, you know, Spencer and Toby had broken up, I think that that like that would have been a great time for Sparia to happen too. Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you feel about spent like the Spencer with each of the liars pairings. Like, what are your thoughts on each of those potential Ooh. pairings? Okay. Um, I, I like all of them. There's not a one <laughs> that I, there's not a one that I dislike. I, I mean, team Sparia gets a lot of ink for sure, because I feel like the show, uh, the show is pretty overt. Like they say team Sparia several times. Like they, yeah. they use the ship name, like Canon in the show. Um, so of course, like, and, and their chemistry is really cute. Like you're little, but you're big. You get those great, great moments of, uh, like, for example, Spencer, uh, being a cat burglar on the balconies at the Radley, trying to prove if Sarah Harvey has hands, etc. cetera. <laughs> um, you know, and like Aria is like the sidekick in those moments. She wants Spencer to just like toss her over like a first, you know, like, Yes. They're very cute. Like they're they're adorable. Um, I I like the sort of like Spencer Emily tension where they're kind of like, you know, vying to see who's gonna be the top. I think there's yes. a lot there's a lot to be said for that. And there's also like Emily's overt queerness versus like Spencer's more covert queerness that I think is like kind of a, a thread that runs through the two of them. Um, but really, like, for emotional content, I think it's got to be Spencer Hannah. Like, you've, you've definitely sold me <laughs> on, on that ship just as a, as, as a couple that, like, complements one another and, like, brings out the best in each other. I, yeah. I have to say, I think it's Spana all the way. What about you? I, I mean, obviously, I agree with you. I, I think that, I think that they have, the healthiest foundation for a relationship. I, I really do believe like why I love Spana is because I, I really do believe that they bring out the best in each other. I believe that, and that, and that what the other person has is sort of what, what, what e they each sort of have something that the other person is, is lacking um, that they complement each other really well. Like I think that Hannah's, optimism and her sense of forgiveness and her big heart is something that balances really well with Spencer. But I think Spencer's like Spencer's um, 
like Spencer is not somebody who's going to talk down to Hannah or who's going to make Hannah's dreams smaller or who's going to minimize Hannah. You know, they they really just the way that they complement each other, I think, is really a thing of beauty. And I like the fact that the <laughs> I just think it's so telling that like they both went after the same guy that they felt like they were, get, you know, that he had this thing that they felt he fe- they both felt like they needed when it's like. Cut cut out the middleman, ladies. Cut out the middleman. <laughs> um, yeah, I do agree. I think Emily and Spencer have the most tension. I think that they'd probably have like the least functional relationship in certain ways, but like a lot of like terrible communication, but a lot of chemistry. <laughs> I mean, that's like every relationship that Emily Fields ever has. So yes, hard to argue. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I, it's funny when I was thinking about Arya and Spencer, I feel like there's, there's something about them that feels the most youthful or the most kind of, um, like I, I could have seen it happening more when they were younger, I think, than like post series. I definitely, I, I definitely agree with you about that. Um, but I'll also say that remember um, remember at the reveal of Avataria, the way that Spencer is so wounded by yeah. Arya's betrayal and by Arya not telling her. And I feel like the way in which Spencer is wounded in that moment is very much like, a, I can't believe I let you hurt me like that again. Like, it's very much like mm. your, your ex or like someone that you loved so much in the past is like hurt. Like, it, it just seems like, she's hurting in that way because her love, like the love and trust and betrayal is just so big in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that that's, I think that's totally true. Um, I kind of talked about like, we, we talked a little bit about this, I guess, but like if there was going to be a, not necessarily a couple with Spencer and another character, but like a Spencer coming out arc, when would you have wanted that? to happen Hmm. and you can have more than one answer well I I mean I I like the idea of just resetting it at the jump and having like having it be like Spencer during like college during this period when a was like receding um that this is something that Spencer has learned about herself I feel like Mm -hmm. that would be I feel like that would be totally fine uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, if it was going to just be Spencer on her own coming out, it's it's like maybe maybe during the Shauna time period, maybe like that's something mm-hmm. that Spencer oh, finds out when she's pretending to be on the A-team and we get a Spencer shot. Like Spencer starts hooking up with Shauna in the way that like Toby joins the A team all the time. Like <laughs> I'm hooking up with Shauna to find out what A is up to. Um, I, I would have been there for that for sure. A little bit of queer espionage. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I can I can get into that. Um yeah, I I think probably for me it would have been in season four when she thinks Prezra is A and her kind of having a moment of being like why am I so, why am I sort of taking this so personally? Why am I so kind of obsessed with Aria in this moment? 
Um, I I could have seen that. I'll tell you the only reason I did not pick that era as my answer was because Spencer is already dealing with her addiction at that time period. And I, I would not trust the show as was to like not make her queerness into another addiction, like to, to not write it that way. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I agree. Or to like do a weird kind of equating the addiction with the queerness thing. Cause Mm -hmm. PLL loves getting messy with that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, it does. Um, So I, I kind of want to just talk about like, just the, the chemistry, like, on one hand, Troyan has chemistry with everybody, but I want to talk a little bit about like the chemistry that, that Spencer has with some of her, uh, ostensible male love interests versus uh, the chemistry that she has with some of the female characters. So uh, I'm gonna ask you. I think I'm. I'm I think I'm gonna ask us to give like ratings on the chemistry okay. meter. Um, so let's let's say what is uh, like one being a wet paper bag, human raspberry sound, uh, and <laughs> ten being like. Whew, like I would say 10 being when Caleb is about to go down on her and they're making out on the barn. Like that, that would pretty much be like okay. the 10. Um, okay. I mean, that happens. That happens like no, on I screen. Know. I know. Um, no, so, I'm laughing that like, that's the go-to. No, I think that's great. I think that's great. <laughs> so, and I mean, I'm being generous. I'm, I'm giving a moment that has like a dude in it as an example of the 10. I was trying to, I was like, in my mind, it was like, are there any moments, like canonically queer moments between any two female characters on PLL that are that way? I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, the answer is no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll definitely, like, we'll definitely keep an eye on Emerson post jump, but I mean, no, I, I definitely don't think that we, I like the closest we get, and it is not very close, is like uh, Allison topping Emily in Miss Me Times 100, and that is like a far cry, a far okay, cry how, from there. How, how about this? How about this? We'll give it to a queer couple. We'll, we'll put it to a queer couple. It's not a PLL queer couple, but I feel like we got to give it to a queer couple. So how about we say... Again, to continue our Teenage Bounty Hunters theme, let's say Sterling and April in the car to slow burn. Can we okay. go with that? Okay, that, that can be, t- yes. Okay. okay, so so we have an example of okay. the one and we have an example of the 10. Okay, okay. Uh, Spencer and Andrew. Oh, um, I, I, I'll give that like, what, what are we, what are we calling a five? Like what, like what's our mid, what's our midpoint? Well, we have to, we have to rate some in order to get immediate. I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I will give, I'll give them a five. What, You'll what give them you, a five. Okay. What will okay. you, what will you give them? Oh, I would give them about a three, I think. Okay. okay. But, okay. Um, all right. Uh, so let's talk uh, Spencer and Shauna. Ooh. Um, I'm going to give them a five as well. Give them a five as well. Well, well, well. 
I'm giving Spencer Shauna a seven. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm liking Um, liking our differences in in, in this. (laughs) All right. Um, Johnny Garbage Artist. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, A two. No, a one. (laughs) I am also giving him a one. (laughs) It's so terrible. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, Spencer and Yvonne. See, I don't remember them that well, but you've talked about how they have really good chemistry. So I'll give them a six. Okay. Okay. That is fair. I think I'm going to agree with you on that as well. I'm also okay. going to give them a six. Okay. So, okay. We are, we are in agreement on them. Um, British Colin. Two. Better than Johnny, but like just by a fraction. Yeah. I think I'm going to give him like a one and a half. Okay. Not. Oh, we not really have. like it. Okay. I, I mean, we're making up the rules. <laughs> we're making up the rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Spencer Jenna. Oh. Um, I'm going to give them a seven. I'm giving them an eight because of the con game. Uh, oh. or was it the con game? The, the one where they're playing truth at the con cabin. And yes. They're yes. like, con game. woof, woof, woof. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see, uh, Spencer and Sober Dean. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I will give them a one. (laughs) I think that is, that is the right choice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Spencer Page. Oh, um... I'm going to give them an 8.5. Okay. Okay. What do you give Spencer Page? Oh, man. I give Spencer Page a 9. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm there for it. Uh, okay. Uh, post-jump, uh, Spencer Marco. Ooh. Um, 2.5. Yeah, I think that that's. Uh, they do have that whole elevator makeout, but like she's so drunk, and there's a lack of really informed. Because I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a two. I think I'm not. I'm not and then they play ping pong. Like ping pong is not like. And no. she's like she's, she's just been shot. <laughs> she's oh been <laughs> ping it's actually kind of disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might change that. I might give him a one. Um okay, Spencer Mona. Oh. I think I'm giving that a, a 10. Yeah. I I mean Mo, like Mona has so much chemistry with everyone and Spencer has so like yeah, I agree. That is that is a 10. Um Spencer Ian. Oh. That uh one. I don't like it might be actually more more chemistry. It's so disgusting that I have to give it a one. I think that that I think that that is totally fair. Uh, Spencer Emily. Um, Spencer Emily. Let's go. I'll do another eight point five. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna give them. Yeah, I'm gonna give them an eight. I think. Okay. Uh, so let's see, who else do we have on this list? Uh, 
Country Club Alex. Spencer's first show boyfriend. Right. Right. Uh, 1.5. Yeah. He's very low. <laughs> he's nobody. I'm giving him like a like a two. I like him better than some of them, but not not by much. Um, all right. Spencer Aria. Um, nine. Okay. Uh, all right. And then we have Spencer Tobey, her ostensible boyfriend, <laughs> who she uh, has more kissing scenes with than anyone else. Uh, and yet, like, remember that scene when they're outside Jason's house and they're both so distracted the whole time? Yeah. I'm going to give them a two. I think that that's fair. I am. I'm giving them like a two and a half. So Actually, you know what? two and a half as well. Okay. Okay. So we're giving them both two and a half. Um, all right. Spencer Wren. Oh, um, I'll give them a solid seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give, I, I think that's about right. I think I'm going to give them a seven as well. Uh, and then Spencer, Caleb. Um, I'm going to give them a, maybe a nine. I'm giving them, I am also giving them a nine. I think that they do have really good chemistry together, the two of them. Uh, but now I must ask you, Spencer, Hannah. <sighs> See, what's hard for me about this is, like, I feel like so much of what I love about Spana is, like, what's in my head about them. (laughs) Not what, like, actually exists on the show. (laughs) But I've, like, written so many more words about them than, like, any of the other ships. Um, I'm going to give them... An 8.5. An 8.5. Okay, I'm giving them a 9. But I think we have scientifically proven that Spencer is queer, (laughs) at least in our, obviously, in our view, because of these men, there are only two of them that break the halfway mark in terms of chemistry. Like, well, yeah, I guess, oh, you give Andrew a 5. So, like, it's like Andrew is at 5, Ren is at 7, Caleb is at 9. But, like, with the women characters, like, Arya is a nine. Hannah is a nine. Like, Emily is high eights. Mona is ten. Like, Paige is very high. Even even Yvonne, who's on, like, the shorter end of it, is a six. Like, so you just, like, it just proves that, like, Spencer has way more chemistry with, like, all of these female characters than she has with, like, practically any of the the men the show just keeps throwing at her and this is like another reason why i feel like you you have to look at spencer as queer because she just doesn't like she doesn't make sense in a lot of these relationships with dudes that the show is constantly thrusting at her um it was mona our highest ranking um yes mona was our highest ranking interesting interesting yeah no i completely agree i completely agree which Brings me to a question. Would Spencer still feel so very queer were it not for Tryon's performance? Oh, I saw this on your list of questions. And I feel like you can't separate the two. Like, who would Spencer be? Who would Spencer be without Tryon? Like, 
a shell. Like, Troy and just, like, embodies this character so much. And I will also say that, like, would would Spencer feel so queer if if Troyan didn't have that voice? I think that she would because the writing is the same and the wardrobe is the same, but I I, I mean it's it's very hard to say. I'm just glad that Troyan played her, uh, and I feel like Troyan does certainly up the queerness quotient of Spencer a lot. I think the, yes, I think her, her performance, I think the voice, um, I think her physicality, like she's not, she brings a sort of brashness to Spencer that I think is really great. Um, I also just think for whatever reason, Troyan tends to have more chemistry with the women on the show than with the men. Some of that is, I think that for all of PLL's faults in writing women, they tend, I actually think they're the writers tend to write women better than men. Like they're much better at crafting interesting female characters than interesting male characters. Uh, but yeah, just the, the chemistry is off the charts with the women. It's undeniable. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite Spencer queer looks? Oh, it's so hard. Like, I mean, there's an episode where we see that Spencer owns a tie rack. And I feel like that more than like any, like, that is just not an accessory. (laughs) I feel like an abundance of straight women own. (laughs) Um, So, but like anytime Spencer wears a tie. And I'll also say like 90% of the time when Spencer wears a hat, the hat makes her gayer. She loves a gay hat. Um, I I said her quiz off outfit is extremely oh, queer. Yes. Like your Mary Poppins. Anytime, <laughs> anytime she wears a trench coat, I feel is is quite gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally agree. Anytime she wore a tie, specifically, do you remember the scene where um, it's in season five and it's when Hannah and Caleb are running and Spencer like gets out of her car and runs up to them and she's like, "I'm faster yes! than you." And she's wearing, like, a white button-down with, like, a leather vest, I think. Yes! <laughs> yes, I do very specifically remember that outfit. And, yes, that is maybe her gayest look of the show. But also, I, I'm going to um, I'm gonna mention, it's in season one. I want to say that it's the pilot, but it could, it could potentially be, like, the second or third episode. But... Spencer is like laying on her bed yes. doing research and her tie is like rumpled, but not yes. off. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that is an extremely queer look as well. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, also her field hockey outfit, her field hockey uniform, yes. which gets bonus queer points for the fact that Hannah quite likes the look of Spencer in it. Uh, and also for the fact that, like, our first hint that Emily is queer, I think, happens when Spencer is in that outfit, in also in the pilot. And bonus points for the fact that, you know, who else is on the field hockey team? Paige McCullers. <laughs> Paige McCullers. They named a penalty after her. Yes. Um, uh, I feel like her, her clothing post-jump is kind of, it's kind of like a little bit like slouchy queer, 
Like there's a lot of um, I feel like there's a lot of like button ups and loafers and stuff. Yeah, it's like money queer. She's like yes. she's like much more of like a money like Martha Stewart's trophy wife kind of queer uh, post jump is sort of her look. For sure. For sure. Uh, I'm trying to think like any of her all of her formal wear. Like, her more, I, I would say uh, also the um, <laughs> when they're running around uh, after the it's like season four uh, when they're doing Grave New World and they're running around in their like Victorian uh, oh, Victorian yes. secondhand garb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spencer has uh, she and Emily both have super, super uh, queer Victorian looks during that time period. That is super true. That is super true. Um, I also, yeah, I feel like anytime Spencer has to be casual, she looks pretty queer. Like, my memory is, like, the scene when she goes and confronts Prezra on the bike. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're writing down your little thoughts and feelings. Like, when she yells at him at that park. I feel like she's, like, when Spencer looks frazzled, she tends to look more queer. Um, also, bike riding is totally like a code for something gay in this yes. show. Yes. Uh, so I would definitely, um, I would definitely say that like anytime we see Spencer on a bike, which we do see her on a bike when she's confronting Arya's boyfriend in the park, uh, that is that is definitely one of those times. Oh, for sure. And jury's still out. That might be Paige's bike that she just stole. <laughs> It could totally be Paige's bike. Oh, my goodness. Totally, totally. Um, yeah, what else? Those are kind of my main topics. But what else about Queer Spencer do we want to chat about? Well, so, like, what is your thought about why, like, if, if you had to give me a headcanon for why does Spencer only date guys on the show? What is the reason? Is mm. it that she doesn't have time for self-reflection? Is, is it that she doesn't want to deal with it? with her parents like what is the what is and, your headcanon on that not not speaking from the meta level of like the writers were chicken shit <laughs> <laughs> yes um i i think that the pressures of her family are a huge part of it i think that she is just like she's just not ready to do that level of self reflection and there's like so much other stuff going on in her life that it's I, I almost I, I almost can see it being I, I sort of like two versions of it. Like I can see one version of it where she's just like very intentionally like kind of keeping herself in denial and like not looking at it at all. I also sort of like the all the other version of it where it's like she knows that she's queer and she's actually kind of OK with it. But she's like. I'm just not going to deal with this until I go to college. Like, it's just too, it's just too much, you know? And we don't know that she didn't hook up with a bunch of girls in college. Like, right. It's very possible. Um, But I also think that, like, there's just, I can see her sort of um, just not feeling like Rosewood is a safe place to be her truest self because like Rosewood isn't, it's not a safe place. It's not a safe place for queer women. It's not a safe place for uh, Spencer and her friends historically. And uh, I think it's just, there's a, there's a good degree of self preservation going on there. What about you? 
Yeah, I, th I think that all of that really tracks. I like particularly the idea that, like, it's not safe. Like, it's not safe to, to like, bring up something that makes you vulnerable because you cannot be vulnerable in Rosewood. Like, time mm -hmm. has just, like, proved that again and again. Um, so my question is, if Spencer were to come out, who is the first liar that she tells? Oh, I, th I think it would be Emily, probably, because Emily is, well, I think it would probably be Emily, just because Emily is, is also queer. I think it would be Allison. Oh, okay. Talk to me about that. I think it would be Allison because she's going to assume that Allison already knows. Like, Allison knows everything. And the liars always believe that she knows everything, even when she doesn't. So I think she's going to believe that Allison probably knows anyway. And I think that Allison, like, Spencer, uh, Spencer perhaps, like, distinct from some of the other liars, I think Spencer pretty consistently views Allison as a queer character. Mm. Oh, that's such an interesting take. You know, I actually think that really tracks in terms of, especially in the latter part of the series, Spencer and Allison, they do get closer and they do have some relationship conversations. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's Allison. You think it's Allison. I don't think it's Hannah because I think that that's, because she's in love with Hannah. Yeah, she's in love with <laughs> Hannah because it's too fraught because of the Caleb stuff. Like, yeah. I think that there's just a lot of reasons why it wouldn't be Hannah. And I think that she is aware enough of, like, Aria that she would be like, Aria is not going to be able to focus on me. She's going to see something shiny and go run after it. Um, so, yes, I like the idea. Maybe she, maybe she, well, in a world where Emerson actually stay together, maybe she goes over to their house. And I was always a really big fan of the idea that like Emerson could sort of counsel Spencer through coming out, like in a world where they're still together. Um, but, uh, the, you know, <laughs> the perfectionists, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, do you have any other, like, queer Spencer headcanons or anything like that? Um, well, I think that, I think that part of why Spencer is always getting into these, like, kind of, like, nowhere relationships with dudes is because none of them, like, none of them feel right. And if none of them, like, if none of them feel right, it's not like there's one that feels more or less right than others. Uh, and I feel like, the, the answer to that is because Spencer is a queer character and just hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense that it's, it's, it's like, she just keeps trying on different sweaters. Uh, yeah. Fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she needs Hannah to come along and tell her to show off those Hastings legs. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, and, and this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a headcanon of mine. Uh, I think that being obsessed with mysteries in the way that Hannah is, or in the way that Spencer uh, is obsessed with mysteries, I think that that's kind of a gay thing. I think that, like, when you look at, like, uh, you know, Nancy Drew and, you know, like, in in the books, like, you know, Tomboy George, uh, and then, like, now in the, in the series, you have, like, Bess, who's a canon queer character. Um, so like from Nancy Drew to like Veronica Mars to like 
it's just it's just always a way for women to kind of um like have control that they sometimes don't have in other types of stories and to try to make sense uh of a world that is often like um a violent and unjust place uh and i think that spencer fits like very squarely into that mold I think that's such a great point. I also think Veronica Mars belongs on our like continuum that we were talking about earlier uh, as a character who also feels very queer. Um, I also feel like like when I saw and I we've talked about this before, but when I saw the uh, more recent adaptation of Little Women, I was so struck with how much uh, Saoirse Ronan's performance as Joe felt like. Spencer like reminded me of Spencer reminded me of Troyan's performance and not not by coincidence also feels like a very queer interpretation of that character uh who is I mean Joe in all forms is is pretty queer but I think that there's like there's a definite thing there of just this girl who doesn't quite fit in she's almost like too big and too wild and too um you know, quote unquote, masculine to sort of outside the norms of, of femininity and like cannot see herself settling down with a man, you know, is so uh, interested in a different version of that world, a world where she just gets to live freely with the women in her life. Um, you know, I think Joe and her sisters share a lot of DNA with Spencer and the liars. And I, I just I think that's an interesting comparison, too. I, I definitely think it is. And I, I think that that is kind of like, you know, the theory that like you are everything in your dream, like a, a yeah. shadow play for a shadow play reference again, like you are everything in the dream because your mind is creating every part of it. So like you're you in the dream and you're the person that you're dreaming about. And you're like the animal that wandered into the middle of the scene. Like you're everything you created everything. Like, Louisa May Alcott was a queer woman, and she created right. the character of Joe. And, like, okay, technically Spencer is created by Sarah Shepard, but, like, Marlene is the creator of Pretty Little Liars. So, like, her yeah. handprints are all over who these characters are. So I think that, like, there is transfer DNA from a queer creator. Um, although, you know, Marlene lets us down in a lot of ways, I think that there can be transfer DNA from, like, that conception into the character that we get to see on the screen. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think that, you know, whether or not Spencer is queer, there is something in Spencer that I think feels really familiar to a queer audience. I think oh, that's a great that, way to put it. You know, that there's something in her, like, we see something in that character that feels familiar, that feels sort of like home. Uh, and that like, that's sort of what we bring to the table in our interpretation of that character. Um, and I think that that matters. I think that, that feeling seen in a character, whether or not the show is explicitly saying this character is gay, this character is straight, like that means something. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have any more we want to say about the indisputable queerness of one Spencer Hastings? Uh, I think I think we've covered it. I think it's indisputable. I think that no no disputes can be can be heard at this time. I think Spencer is so queer uh, and I think it just makes so much sense to pair her uh, with a with a female partner. 
Yes, the jury is in. They have declared Spencer is queer. <laughs> we will take no further comments at this time. <laughs> no, of course we'll take comments. Please email us with your queer Spencer thoughts, her pairings, her her ties, um, her gayest hats, whatever you've got. We're we're here for it. Oh, we're totally here for it. We're totally here for it. Yeah, I love that. You know that like there's a lot of queer Spencer in fanfic. I think that I think that yeah, I think that people just just see it with her, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah. it's it's there. We're we're picking up what Spencer is putting down. Absolutely, we absolutely are. Well, if you have thoughts on the queerness of one Spencer Hastings, please, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at everybodyapodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our Instagram at everybodyapodcast or send in a rating and review on iTunes. We would appreciate it. Uh, yes, I'm so glad we've been talking about doing this episode for a while, and I'm so glad that we got to do it. Yes, it was excellent. It was very queer. Uh, and it was a perfect, uh, it was a perfect antidote to uh, some of our darker dollhouse discussions from last week. <laughs> it certainly was. So until next time, take care.